yes, you can figure it out. Like set yourself up for success and then succeed. Welcome to the Guides Gone Wild podcast. What is Guides Gone Wild, you ask? This is where you'll fill your ears and minds with the stories of everyday, extraordinary women who will inspire you to take your outdoor adventure game to the next level. Whether you're starting your journey from the couch or the trailhead, this is the place for you. So let's get a little wild. Hey, hey, welcome or welcome back to Guides Gone Wild. This is your host, Jen, continuing my obsession with travel this week with my return guest, Tiffany Suckup. We've had some great adventure tour leaders in the past few weeks. If you haven't already listened, make sure you tune in to the episodes with Jana Olenio from Supio Adventures and Jackie Lastinger of the Girls Trip Adventure Co. But what if you want to solo travel or DIY your adventure? My friend Tiff is going to drop some total value bombs this week to help you out. Tiffany joined me back in February to talk about her interesting approach to lifestyle design, which has evolved into spending part of the year working for Vermont State Parks, part of the year working for the AMC, and the rest of the year traveling all over the world. But in that episode, we barely scratched the surface of how she actually makes those travel portions work from a cost and logistics standpoint. So that's what we're diving into today. So if you're curious about how to find and use discount sites and reward programs, how to find the best value in accommodations, how to plan, how to prep, and most importantly, how to get out of your own goddamn way when you start freaking out or making excuses about why you can't do something or go somewhere. This is the conversation for you. So let's hop on that not so sketchy overnight bus with Tiffany Suckup. All right, Tiff, right. welcome back. Great. Thank you for having me. Good morning. Yes, we are going to freestyle this bad boy all the way to the finish line. So we've had to reschedule like three times because of stupid, you know, heating problems and COVID problems and not COVID problems and more COVID problems, but we're back. We're back. Tiff is still running on her new hip and living her best life. And today I want you to just like go blah about all this like <laughs> fun travel, um, investing, financial independence, all this stuff that you've been working on that has been feeding into all the cool stuff that you're doing. Like you have so many different things going on when it comes to this. And what did I call you last time? Professional discount finder or something like that. I want you to tell us so, all about yeah. how if we, even those of, you know, even though some of us have kids, so that becomes a little bit more challenging when it comes to like, actually, you know, living the independent, drop everything, go anywhere you want, anytime you want life. We still like to think about the fact that we might do that someday. So I want to hear, if I want to get more travel in my life, less concerns about money, like tell me. Yeah. So I, thank you so much for, for chatting again, for that intro and for for creating the space for this discussion, because I think it's, I think it's so can really be a driver to get you out of bed in the morning, no matter what boat you're in. And it's true. Yes. You could be single, you could be a couple with no kids, or you could be a family either way, the goal or desire or the drive to have a bit more of a handle on your, your finances. So then you can do what you want is, is something we all, I think can strive for and cheer each other on together. So whatever it is, my, one of my biggest things is like always, wow, there was a lot. I didn't know, even when I kind of already thought I had, I was like, well, I've already learned so much. 
Um, so I think we can always keep keep that driving. And as we hopefully get over this hump of COVID and we get back to more leisurely travel or less stressful travel, yeah, that is attainable. Whether that's car camping, going back camping in your own state backyard or international or however that might be. So that's right. I, I do. I, I do want to make sure. Yeah. We, I, and I want to make sure at the, at another part of this that I do want to make sure we talk about is your, those freaking trips you went on way back when, like you've been on some really epic international adventures that I think I would love to hear more about kind of as an aside, but yes, let's get into all this stuff because like, I feel like I'm over the hump of realizing that if you do a lot of these things with intentionality, you can achieve a lot more than you think you can. And it's very easy to put up barriers mentally to like, oh, well, I'd never be able to do that because I don't have X or I have kids or I don't have, you know, but I do, I know enough to know that that is just complete BS and you just need to be intentional about what you're doing. So you tell me what what we're going to do now. All right. So I thought like just rapid style from the last interview, which if you didn't check out Jen's, well, all the other awesome podcasts, but the other podcast I was in has some of our other travel leading up until we started in Vermont. And I just thought to kind of just give a little base of like, how, who am I to say all this? Like I'd rapid fire off kind of this last, the la- the second half here, the last 10-ish years of what we've done. So just some of the trips and then, and then get into the, how did we achieve that? So since we started in Vermont in 2009, we have gone to Costa Rica and Nicaragua. We have then taken, uh, there's two seasons there in Vermont. We have taken off two years. We thought we were going to spend one year in Australia. We spent two years with this grand plan, like, oh, we'll start in Sydney, end in Sydney, see those um, New Year's fireworks. But we loved it so much, got hooked, ended up staying longer. We actually flew back from Australia to the U.S. for my sister's wedding. And because we also had to leave the country um, for a visa. We had a trip to Indonesia in there. We found ourselves back in Vermont State Parks. We were innkeepers at Seon Lodge. We did a trip one winter to Peru, Chile, and Argentina. Big V, four months there. Another season at Seon. Then we did a three-month overland trip in Africa. We went through additional 10 countries there the last month. We rented a car and we self-drove through South Africa. And we stayed almost the entire time in South Africa National Parks. And that was like amazing, such an easier trip than I ever thought. Another year back to Seon, a winter there. And then we took off for a year and we tooled all around Southeast Asia, another, I don't know, uh, 10 dozen countries or so, spent a year traveling around there, found ourselves back in Vermont State Parks, a trip to Egypt and Jordan, back to Vermont State Parks, another um, big USA road trip. We did two months. That's kind of one of been one of our more sought after posts because I did the entire um, breakdown of what that trip cost, uh, which was less than 2000 each month. It was actually like 1500 even one month. So, and that included hotel stays, like all the, like, but lots of camping as well. Found ourselves back in Vermont State Parks and then did another almost six months trips through South America, Mexico, Belize, Guatemala, Panama, South of Panama Canal. Colombia, amazing country, and ended in the Galapagos, also self-traveling there. We spent over two weeks in the Galapagos on our own going through there, back to Vermont State Parks, then two months in Brazil. Our goal was to see jaguars, um, anteaters, and the main wolf in the wild, which we did, 
and phenomenal. And we actually, out of that trip, ended up getting like our first viral video of a Maine wolf that's almost up to 6 million views, which is like sort of crazy. That was just the like Maine wolf wasn't random... in the wild, was it? Wasn't it just like it, walking it was... in the middle? That one was, we did see that one out there, oh, but that okay. one was at a, um, at a monastery that's way up okay. in this nature conservation yeah. okay. area that makes up sense. there. Um, so I saw part of it. Like I'm like, a, wait a minute. It's just trotting across like stone. Are I they at like a, a bistro or something? <laughs> that one. I know. I, you know, I didn't watch the I look thing. at videos. I look at videos at that that sometimes and I'm like are they feet what's going on I felt okay with that one that one it had been a tradition started decades ago where the monks had just had a haphazard kind of compost pile and put in, and the main wolves are coming and and it's just been a tradition that's held up ever since and it's now a really like important habitat up there because that whole area I mean it serves tapers main wolves uh, so many other animals um, because because it's up there and tourism happens at the monastery enough as well as really just pilgrimages and stuff so um but yeah you're right it that part was at a there was a bench to sit on so <laughs> that one was uh yeah oh and then that kind of brings us into COVID times and yeah we have more stints with Mount State Parks and we also find ourselves up in the main woods with the main Appalachian Mountain Club the AMC two winners at Little Lifeford Lodge so charming and all those lodges are so charming so that is just like the second half quick, quick snippet of, yeah, we, we've done some traveling. I don't really count countries, but I know that we're up to somewhere over like 50. So the question is like, well, okay, so how did we achieve this? And there's kind of like three tiers of a stool, really. Well, let's, before we and, go, before we go there, you oh, did, yeah, you did yeah. kind of allude to the fact that you, you know, you had some hotel stays and stuff. Cause I think that a lot of times, at least old people like me, when you hear stories like, oh, we went here and here and here and here and here. Like I think of, you know, the fact that you're like living, well, I don't know, like hitchhiking everywhere and, you know, kind of having to live in these like kind of, you know, or kind of staying at these really seedy places or like, like what did the travel look like? Like what was the environment like? Like how, you know, I mean, this was like, you were not, um, were you living the backpacker lifestyle or were you, or, you know, what they, oh, yeah, quote unquote yeah. one, um, like, cause this, like, I think some people you know, in this, in this, and I think all that kind of travel is not necessarily for everybody who can't like handle a little bit of like, you know, chaos and confusion sometimes can't roll with things, but it's a, it, I find, I found my one long trip that I went on. It wasn't, if you reset your kind of mindset about the whole thing, it wasn't as uncomfortable as maybe I think some people think it is. So maybe talk a little bit about that too. Yeah, that I, I think that's a, a great question. I definitely had some of those uh, thoughts and stuff when we first started traveling out and through all our travels, even when we were in like our early twenties, we never really engaged in the kind of stereotypical or like that, maybe that first image of like the hostel scene or like the dorm scene <laughs> that was never appealing to me. And I was like, Oh my God. Uh, and what I learned was like, like, and I just thought, I'm like, man, you know, if I want a nice place to stay, it's going to cost me a hundred bucks a night. Like, that's just what it is. And then I was just like, uh, actually that's not the case. <laughs> um, and I, so, there, so there's two answers and two kind of phases in a way, and they both apply to in-country and out-of-country travel. One camping, we have camped so much 
all over the world. And in some ways it was for a long time, our preferred method, because you know what, if I'm camping, I'm setting up my own gear. I don't have to wonder where my sleeping bag has been or if it had been washed or whatever. Like when we were to, I would love that in a lot of places and we went to places. So camping, we went to really expensive places for much uh, less than everyone else because we pitched a tent. Examples, the islands in the Asawas up in Fiji, we spent two weeks on like a fourth of what it would cost people. We've gone to like fancy resorts sometimes like up in the mountains in um, Panama where like a room was $150 a night. We camp for 20, you know, it's just finding those little places where you can go and then enjoy all the really nice things. And for a little inconvenience there, for we would camp. And then the same, like in the States, oh my gosh, South Africa parks. I thought I always just stopped because it's like, oh, Afri Africa, we always come oh, the whole, the whole continent, but oh, that'd be so expensive. These South Africa parks, we were camping on average for $20 a night and they would have like the nicest facilities there, like marble bathrooms, like sliding glass shower door in their group camp, um, you know, like their open facilities for everyone kitchens that have like um, a refrigerator there for like, so you could keep your stuff cold while you're out for that. I mean, just, I could go on phenomenal services. And I was like, wow, this costs, but, but you get the other, some of the other accommodations and you're like, oh yeah, hundred dollars a night adds up so fast. And we're in like a hundred dollars a week. So that's like kind of that as far as the accommodations go, you know, in country, well, and really everywhere, <laughs> Try not to have to go on the weekend is a big one if you can help it, but it does really save. And then it's just like getting those like kind of tearing up your rewards. Like there's a great booking site, Agoda. Half the sites that are on Agoda are also on Expedia, whatever, whatever one you're using, just use those rewards. So it's like you're getting your Expedia slash Agoda rewards, your credit card rewards. And then you're just looking for like a midweek deal. And then even on the weekends, don't go to the Hilton and he'll just automatically save like a ton more. And when we were traveling abroad, I realized it doesn't matter what the title of something is. It can be called a hostel. It can be called a guest house. It can be called a hotel. It can be called a motel. I don't care what it's called. I look at the reviews. The reviews usually don't lie. Like I have, we have almost never had a bad place once we've read reviews. And so I don't usually look at the name, like the name I, 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 of what they call themselves. I just look at the room option, which we usually always get just like a little private room with a bathroom for $30 or under per night, huge difference. And what I found is like the smaller the place, usually the better because a smaller little family owned guest house reputation is everything. They can't go off their name recognition brand of like the big, you know, all the, the Hyatts that are worldwide, except their reputation is everything. So a little small place, they are going to go out of their way to make your stay great, usually. And that's been the case almost every time. Yeah, I, I, I will add on to that too, is like, don't just rely on like the stars, like don't do a quick and dirty on Ugh. it because I find like as, a, as somebody who does like rent through Airbnb and stuff, um, it, there's almost like this unspoken pressure to always give something five stars. So I feel like you have to read what people write. Cause first off people might like, and you, a lot of people I think are getting used to this on like Amazon too. It's like a lot of people will just tee off on a place because they're 
being like super high maintenance about something that you might not even care about. So it's like, huh. make sure you read the reviews, positive yeah. and negative, because it will give you a lot of context. And, you know, and, and especially if there's, if there are actually reviews for smaller places, that's like so key because that really means that like, I don't know, those are so meaningful to me. I feel like, you know, when, when it's not a chain that you can kind of like guess what it's going to look like, what the decor is going to yeah. be like and whatever. Yeah. I, I would totally agree. Like read the, read them and then, you know, think about what your perspective is versus maybe what this person's perspective is that they're writing uh, from and just uh, go from there. And I think you're, you're right. Like very, very often it, and too, in a lot of cases where, people have the ability to respond to comments like mm. when they do and you read those too. And you're like, Oh, okay. Like this person actually cares about their reputation. And um, yeah, you can glean a lot of good information yeah. from that. That's a great tip. The stars tip is, uh, is actually, I just repeating that again a little bit. So true because all it takes sometimes is like one or two, just like disgruntled people for maybe not even a valid, very valid reason or good reason uh, to just drop that rating. So you're, I never look at actually the rating either. The generally like that star rating, I look at what you said, the reading. And sometimes you, know, when I see it, a one star or a negative, I go right to that thing and I read it and I'm like, what did they say? And I mean, sometimes the reviews are almost laughable and I truly feel bad that they were even written. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, like that, like you can tell that that person was, um, out of, I, I wouldn't value what they have written, I guess is what I'm saying. And I've never let that stop me from booking a place. If everyone else had glowing things to say, and there's that one or two off, I'm like, mm, no, you know, of course it's different if everyone say, you know, but one or two bad reviews sometimes just breaks my heart. I'm like, don't do that to the business. So yeah, if you, that's, I've talked about that a little later, just like that whole thing of just being kind. So, you know. Um, it really goes a long way. We try to always follow that golden rule when we travel and it's certainly rewarded us way more than I feel we've ever <laughs> been kind of, you know, I just feel that that reciproca um, reciprocation has always been so strong. So, yeah, yeah, agreed. So, okay. So you're researching, how much of the research are you doing? I mean, it's, I guess it is a lot easier to do more research now because of the internet. So hmm. like how much of this are you gleaning ahead of time or how much of this have you, do you feel like you've learned kind of on the fly or when you get there? Like how much of your trips, your longer trips, have you historically yeah. planned before you left versus how much do you just get on the ground and then go from there? It's a great question and it varies. So, but I would say there's definitely some general like kind of rules that we go by. So if we are traveling, and again, I think this is true. If I was doing overnight backpacking trips, car trips, or international, if you are going, the, the shorter the trip, the more planning to do, because the shorter the trip, you just don't have wiggle room. Okay. So if you're going on a one week, a two week trip, I plan that out. You don't want to waste any time when you're there, like trying to figure that out, or at least we, we mostly plan it out. Um, and especially if there is any holidays involved, like those you book, um, because you will get booked out of the good deals. You will overpay if you don't usually book ahead on holidays and weekends and stuff like that. So uh, -uh. that's no fun. I mean, and I can say it's running a campground and stuff for all these years, the amount of people that show up on 4th of July and there they are standing with their kids and they don't have a booking and you're like, why? And everyone looks so sad and you're just like, why? And you spend hours trying to just find a place to sleep. Like no way. So if though you're traveling longer and especially if you're self-driving, self-driving makes a huge difference. But if you're traveling longer, you know, if you're 
uh, you know, I think it's, I've been in overnight backpacking situations. If there's plenty of water around you, like you don't have to be so safety concerned of where you're going to like camp that night or something, you know, you can have a little looser plan because you have options. You're traveling longer. You can have a little looser plan because you have options. You're like, I didn't find a good deal to like the next day. You can just go there the next day. Like it's no big thing. And especially if you're camping, you usually get even more flexibility. Yeah, that's a good point on, and I, and I do think coming out of COVID, it's going to be even more critical to really think through, um, the weekends and holiday thing, because it seems like people are like, there's so much pent up demand right now. And with, you know, at least right now, the COVID situation making, you know, staffing irregular and all the other issues that are creating a, a, a huge bottleneck when it comes to hospitality services, I would say plan ahead and yeah, maybe plan a backup plan too. Cause yeah, who knows, but yeah, good point. All right. So then what else, what else from travel or how do you, how do you look to pay for all this? Yeah. So the big one I, I, I kind of, I talked a bit about before was we did make a very conscious decision to get debt-free early on, which, you know, that is not going to be the case for everyone. Um, and there's different kinds of debt. And I don't know if like, we necessarily need to go down all the specifics of that rabbit hole, but you know, like if you're having a mortgage, that is certainly a different than a credit card debt full of like shoes that you swiped on that card. Okay. Those are two like totally different things. So that did really help. And then for us, we've kind of packaged this together, like with, with the seasonal work we have kept with this now for, uh, almost two decades. Um, and just having that start date and an end date has been one of the most freeing things. Now, it's also been one of the biggest sacrifices. We give a lot. We have to move. <laughs> you know, there's time that puts into that. I always feel like that kind of derails me every time. I'm like, oh, you know, got to gotta do all that. I get um, sort of like envious when I see other um, people that get like matching 401k. <laughs> I'm like, man, I wish I had that match. But, you know, take care of yourself. So I still do that. But that's what choice. But an exchange has given us a lot of time freedom, a lot of time wealth, and also an opportunity to build wealth. Um, Because a lot of the times when we have traveled abroad, our cost of living might be even less than domestic living here. So it's just like how you want to, how you want to like structure all that really goes into it. I mean, house hacking, if you're here, um, you just got to keep look, like, just look, just keep looking until you find that little thing that you can latch onto. And when you've latched onto like this this nugget that's working for you, then grow that, like just grow that snowball into that next way um, that really helps for you. And having the intention, having the goal, like, yeah, I know I want to do this. It makes any sacrifice not really feel like a sacrifice because I I know that it's going to give me a chance to do what I'm wishing to do later. Yeah. And I just, I love the fact just mostly because I can't, I'm still trying to get my uh, brain knocked out of the you know, kind of the way it's supposed to be patterns that, you know, I was brought up to kind of assume like, oh, you have to have a job and you have to do this. You have to do that. Like just the ability to just constantly question the stuff that you're doing that isn't bringing you joy. Like, is this really something that's necessary? And then if you have something, a dream that you want to pursue, like understanding that there's probably 1500 different ways to get there. You know, if you're open to things that maybe aren't 
is traditional. Like in your case, you know, you're patching together, you know, you've, you've actually made a very consistent decision on the seasonal work. I mean, it's like, you've, you've worked, you know, you've definitely come into a great pattern with the same agency. I mean, they win because they don't employ you year round and you win because you have a consistent employer when you want to have a consistent employer and don't have to work when you don't want to work, you know? And it's like, I don't know, just stuff like that, that just, you know, my, my, you know, Gen X brain is like, like, I'm like, oh my God, wow, that's amazing. And also, you know, you were talking about house hacking in the last interview, we talked about the fact that, you know, when you decide you need to hunker down somewhere over time, you have built a community around you that completely supports that. Like if you decide, oh, we're going to live in the same place for nine months, you have options that you can do that. You know, maybe you can't take, maybe it isn't a whole house that you move all your shit into, but, but if you're living this lifestyle, ideally you don't accumulate a whole ton of shit. Anyway, (laughs) you have what you need and that's it, you know, like you can keep it simple and just kind of take advantage, you know, not take advantage, but, you know, have a copacetic relationship. That's like, Hey, I'm going to pay you this and I'm going to do these chores, or I'm going to do this work for you while I'm here. And wow, I have a place to live. Like, Stuff like that is, is just so basic, but so mind blowing for people who think that like the way that you have to live is like, I have to have a job and I have to do this and I have to do that. So, and I think like, yeah, that's a, it's a great point. I, I, I guess to anyone maybe who's like, what do I do? Uh, or how can I do them? Like if anything, and this, like, I am speaking this to myself right now, because every time I travel, I'm reminded of this and just, you will figure it out. Like any of us, when we get our backs put up to a wall, right, you figure it out. And that can be true if you are, you know, this guy God's wild, guides gone wild, right? We're all about like the outdoors, like this lifestyle, these choices. Like, so if you're out, you know, having an overnighter and all of a sudden a big storm comes in, you know, maybe you reassess your plan, you figure it out. If you're traveling here and you're just camping and, you know, that. <laughs> I don't, the one place didn't work out and you look at your map. Cause that's what you do. You use the skills you have, you use your brain. You're like, I can just find another place to go then. Like you figure it out. And the more you just like do that, the more you realize like, oh, I there's, there's always something, there's always option B, you know? So it's just uh, pushing your brain. I think it's an exercise, right? Um, to always push your brain to realize, do I have a fear? That's like one of the other biggest like travel lessons I've had. Do I have an actual fear, like a true life fear here? Or do I just have the perception that I should be fearful? And I would think of that sometimes the example of like a dark alleyway. I know it's kind of like very stereotypical, but truly I have been in places where I'm like, crap, I need to walk down here and it's a dark alley. And then I'm like, wait, there is absolutely like, I know that it was like, I can, I could still see it all. Right. I'm like, I literally can see the other side, but all of a sudden I got like afraid. And I'm like, this is so like, I was like, I'm just trained this response to feel that it's like seeing spiders. We're just almost trained from a young age to like fear it. And then it's like, you know, this is, this is, um, that is so silly. It doesn't want, (laughs) it has no interest in me. (laughs) So it's like, um, (laughs) yes, just 10 X that. In that every is, area. Yeah. Yeah. And that is yeah. to, to your point. I do believe that is a muscle that you can work out and develop over time. Um, and it is, you know, and, and there's, you know, different people have varying degrees of workout that they need to do, but yeah, it's so true. Um, and, and, you know, for me, I think one of the things that I learned on my longer trip that we went on was just the whole, like 
you get, you're, you're inevitably going to be in situations that are uncomfortable, whether they're just like physically uncomfortable. Cause you're like sleeping in a gross place or whatever. But like, if you can just, um, stop and recognize the fact that like, this is temporary, like not, I'm mm. not going to die from this. It's going to be over. And like, you know, even like on a long plane ride, like a 16 hour plane ride really oh, sucks. Yes. And you know, yeah. coach now, yeah. you know, it's like, it, it pretty much yeah. sucks. There's no way around it, but it's like, if you're, ref- if you just stop and be like, okay, well, this is what I need to do right now. It's going to be over. Like I'm uncomfortable, but okay. I will get up and walk around when I have a chance or whatever. Like yeah. you can kind of just get through that. And every time you do get past one of those things, I do think it kind of like bolsters you up a little bit more like, oh, Hey, I did that. I was able to do that. I'm still here. You know, and a lot of times the, the really uncomfortable, unexpected situations when you're traveling lead to like some of the best stories on the back end that you can tell for decades and, you know, talk to your friends and make them laugh about some of the <laughs> stuff that happened to you. So yeah. think about it that way. Like, oh man, I got a good story out of that one. That really sucked, yeah. but you know, Hey, I got a good story out of it. So, oh yeah. Yeah. And it <laughs> yeah. happens like, yeah, I'll end up with lots of good stories. So Yeah. Absolutely. All right. What else did we, uh, you have a, I know you had a big list. So like, I'm going to let you kind of, let's make sure we cover everything that we were talking about before. Sure. Yeah. Well, a a few other points, like I, I, to, you know, anyone who's kind of like, okay, okay. Uh, I'm, I'm listening, (laughs) but how, how set me up for success here. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, well, (laughs) where to start getting some of those other ducks in a row and then just jump in to James um, but, clear. Exactly. Like let's ah, bring it back uh, yeah. to Tom Cabot's. Let's just like, whatever, do 1%. Like don't, you know, yeah. yeah where do you start? I don't know. Just, but so pick start, 1% of it and do it. Yes. Yeah, start with the 1%. Yeah. Just pick one thing. Uh, oh, okay. I could totally go down another rabbit hole right there. And especially though, not comparing, oh my God, that can really use it for your good. Not, not for letting yourself all of a sudden sometimes the things we do with the intention of having ourselves feel better or quote unquote inspired can make us feel um, worse about ourselves. So just be careful on that one. But I think for like having some tips, like, again, let's hope we're moving forward to like a more free moving world here. So um, tips for really having a good first successful outing. I think again, if this is like your first time going out overnight backpacking, um, your first real big kind of road trip or camping trip, or you're looking to go abroad, This applies to all three of those. Don't go far. Don't pick like a really big trip. Sometimes when I hear people and they've they've told me what they've done or they come back and they're kind of just telling me this terrible experience they've had. And I listen to them. I'm like, oh my God, that does sound terrible. Why did, like what happened? Like, so I, you know, sometimes people are like, oh, especially now there is this like craze. I'm quitting my job and I'm taking off to travel and van life and all these digital, like it looks so enticing. And then people sometimes haven't traveled, you know, for more than a week. And then you're, you're taking off the rest of your life, you're claiming, you know, so start off small. Like my first overnight backpacking trip was like three nights, you know, like that's enough time to figure out what you don't know that you're suffering through and then make it better the next time, you know, Uh, or I'm going to go start hiking the AT. Okay. Have you done like, what's your longest, you know, just like start off small. Um, If you're internationally traveling, start like if you're a North American listener, Mexico and Central America are great destinations. You know, Um, there's going to be a learning curve. There's going to be things you figure out that are your personal preference. And if you're not going too far, you don't have as high a consequence as you figure out what you like and don't like. So I think that's like a really big one. And with all those is like a be gentle on your budget. 
if you are looking to get into more adventure activities here in like our own backyard kind of thing, <laughs> you know, I've seen people drop so much money on like a canoe or this gear or whatever it is they think they want to try. Cause like, they're like, I'm going to do something, you know, and then it's like, okay, you spent like $500 on this canoe and how many times did you use it? Okay. <laughs> Maybe just like rent it once and see if you like something, try it out, find a friend, like, Oh my God. And now we have so many ways you can um, maybe just swap with someone or share or barter. Like there's so much, right. It's like that mentality of like, Oh, I want to learn how to canoe. All of a sudden I have to spend $500. Well, do you, I don't know. Maybe you don't. And then, you know, if you're looking to go abroad, it's like, don't go to London as your first one, you know, the pot, the exchange is like so expensive. Uh, well, I don't want to say don't go to London, go wherever you'd like, but take that into consideration, um, the exchange rate of things. And that was one of our first travel mistakes. Oh my gosh, it was, we went, we wanted, right. It's like, especially as a young person, uh, you're like, I'm going to do my little backpacker trip to Europe. And that's what we did. And we ended up walking around downtown London, just thinking like, oh, we're going to figure it out. Oh, we're traveling. And then we were like, oh my gosh, where we had no idea. Like we were in the nicest part of the, like, uh, it wasn't even the nicest part, but it was nice. 200 pounds a night, which was like 400 US dollars a night. And we were just clueless. We were just wandering the streets, like clueless. So we, we ended up taking the subway out. Anyway, we ended up finding a place for like $80 a night. That was terrible. Like that's the story, right? We're like, this was terrible, but we learned from it. So be gentle on the budget. Don't go too far. Learn that ways and always have a safety net. And I, this is like, again, if you're going out backpacking, right? You always have that safety net. Like, you know, parameters. If you, you start really learning map school, skills and such, you're like, I know if I go to like this canyon or whatever it is, you're like, I am definitely in the wrong spot. You know that. So you turn around and you come back. You know, when you're traveling abroad or going on your first big trip, it's just like, you know, if you've gone like over across your threshold, you're like, I have gone. I, I'm over my head right now. Like I need to turn around and go back. Um, always having enough emergency cash at any given point to buy a plane ticket home from wherever you are, or just get yourself home. Like those are, that's an unbendable rule. Um, so I think sometimes <laughs> in this desire to like, want to just go out and do what we see others doing, there is unbendable rules and we never break them. And that always gives you a way to keep yourself less stressed and enjoy that moment more. So, um, there's that. And I would say, you know, even if your aspirations for traveling and doing stuff is, is are more urban based, like you got, you got to learn how to read a map. You just have to like, cause even in an urban environment, it almost sometimes becomes more important. Sometimes when you go places Mm. that are just like a convoluted hodgepodge of streets or the language, there's a language barrier or whatever. You've got to have some basic map skills and uh, don't tell me that, Oh, I'm not a map person. I have no sense of direction, whatever. Like that's another muscle that you can build over time, like a sense of direction. Okay, fine. But like, you got to learn, you got to know how, if you're standing at a corner somewhere and you have a few identifiable things, you've got to be able to find yourself and where you are and make sure that you know, where you're going, because you can get into just as much trouble in the city as you can in the country. And, oh, you know, it's like, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that, and that's that kind of like that final, like little point I had, like when I was just thinking of this stuff is 
what you just said to that muscle memory is to keep learning just keep learning ask people be nice to people and talk to them and ask them how they're doing like ask them how they're succeeding um that in and of itself is a, is a skill when you first start camping it's like oftentimes it only takes people one time setting up on a bunch of rocks to realize we should look at what's underneath our tent before we set it up you know like oh whoa, wow why didn't and I, when those moments happened to me like i um i have definitely been like why didn't I look where I was setting my tent up? Like one of the first times I ever went tenting and I slept so terrible. Never again, you know, lesson learned. You know, some of those things like having a plan B, one of my big ones for me is like always having plan B of how to get away from the airport because it has like the first time I didn't really do that. I, I was just so like in shock. I was like, it never occurred to me that my planes could be so delayed that it would just set this whole ripple effect that I would miss this like bus that I had planned to take. Like it was less, so then it was like, then what, you know? So just always sort of having like this, like plan B in mind and then just learning, like learning, oh, wow, there's all these different apps I can start to use. When you were talking about the city and you know, I was just thinking about, you know, in a way how like, uh, like Uber for, for its pros and cons, whatever your opinion of Uber is, but uh, sometimes, you know, you could just be like, if I'm ever really lost, do I have the Uber app? Can I just get myself home with that? Or do I have my address written down? Because you can, it is so hard sometimes to tell people where you want to go. If there's like, like a fluctuation to the language or you really have, you know, or something like yeah. that. And if you write it down or Uber, you know, because you input it, it's just like, there's no debate of where you want to go. <laughs> so right. it's just like, okay, that's where I want to yeah. go. I love all that. Uh, so, yeah, it's like, learning. yeah, never, you know, yeah, I, I think that is so, cause I've seen a lot of this unfold just lately. And especially, um, at least right now traveling is, it, you know, getting on a plane or relying on any kind of other transportation that isn't you and your two feet can be super erratic. Sometimes it's working out right now, but other times there's, there's any number of things that are going to mess stuff up. And that is an amazing point of like, okay, well, if I don't make my train that's supposed to go from the airport out to where I want to go or whatever. Like if I get stuck at the airport, what am I going to do? Like, where else could I go? Where else can I stay? Where else can I sleep? Like, that's really good. I mean, that's a good point. Even just if you're going to Denver in the winter, like, Hey, you might not yeah. be able to drive out to a base in that night. So what are you going to do? <laughs> you know, like yeah, have a yeah. plan. Like it makes perfect sense. I love that. And also I, I am a, a huge paper person. Um, mm. I, hate to get overly reliant. Don't get overly reliant on your phone. Like you can do a lot of things with your phone right now, but sometimes the phone might not work the way you expect it to. And so if all of your confirmations and, and numbers and all the information that you need is tied up in that one little device, like that could go, that could really make for a really uh, unfortunate kind of 24 hours. If you can't actually use your phone, like I had a, we had a situation with that last year where or two, right before COVID, when I traveled out to, I don't know, the West, we went skiing out West and we got there and it was like wicked late, like with the time change and everything, you know, we've been up for hours and hours and hours. We get to our Airbnb and it didn't work. Like the key code didn't work. And, wow. and she, you know, we, the person who had been doing this is my poor friend, Michelle, which like, love you, Michelle. But we, uh, we had a few tense moments there when like, she was trying to use her phone. We didn't really have the signal. It was like, we couldn't find the number for, you know, like there wasn't a lot of stuff available to actually mm. troubleshoot that problem the way it was other than yeah, yeah, yeah. go down to the, the 24 hour convenience store and ask that lady like, Oh, where can we probably get service here? Cause we need to make some, we need to figure this out. 
But, um, so yeah, I'm, I'm a big proponent of like, just take a piece of paper and write down some stuff, your passport number, your, you know, all the things that you're going with you, where are you going to be, yeah. where are you going to, you know, your phone numbers, whatever, stash it somewhere safe and just bring it with you because you just never know when you might need it. So love that for sure. Sorry. I told you, derailed you there, but I was like, Oh, no, it's I, I'm, I'm so, like, I'm so <laughs> passionate about like, don't just use your phone all the time. People again, it's a Gen X and me coming. Well, yeah. So, but actually, um, a real life way that I use paper when I actively travel, especially in places where English isn't the first language. One of the most helpful things I carry around with me is just like one of those little like itty bitty um, pocket notebooks and mm -hmm. pen or whatever you want to call them, uh, pocket notebooks. Uh. But like, holy cow, I like, I daydream sometimes about being fluent in Spanish and lots of languages. I'm not fluent, but like, I can just speak the most basic languages, like basic phrases, like, I like dog, what time is bus? And I cannot believe sometimes though, like one time I just could not ask what time is the bus? They couldn't understand my, my fluctuation of the words. And I was like, how is this possible? I'm trying so hard. I write it down. People can almost always read when I'm writing it in Spanish or another language, or I have my key phrases just written down on a paper I can flip it to. And yeah, I use Google translate, but sometimes like you don't want to have your phone out or whatever. So yeah, have that paper. And I, and I just like, I just write that down and it has served me so well. I also use that like in more, uh, in country, like a back country adventures I'm going on or whatever. I always have like, pen, right. It's in my first aid kit. It's like a little piece of paper and a pencil, not a pen. Cause your pen can freeze, but a pencil and you can always resharpen your pencil with your pocket knife, which, you know, if you're actually having an outdoor adventure, you know, those are probably items that you're going to have with you. But you know, if something ever does start happening, you're like, I got stung by a bee. I'm having a worse reaction than I thought. Like, or if I think for a second that I'm maybe off a trail or something like, or, or just did I take the wrong juncture at a trail? Right. Like that's pretty common. Like you can be like, darn it, man, that sign was fell down. I don't, you know, do I go left or right? I can write that down. And I just know, like I've hiked 20 minutes and within 20 minutes, I should get to this point. And if I don't see that, I probably should have gone left, <laughs> you know, and it's just like, little things like that, like those muscle memories. And you just, you do start using them once you put yourself out there and like, yes, you can figure it out. Like set yourself up for success and then succeed. Like you can do that and you can get better at those skills. Yeah, absolutely. I love the notebook. Cause like, then you can give it to somebody else too. And with the same thing, like when you just oh, do not yeah. understand what they're trying to say, you could be oh, like, here, write it yeah. down. And, and they will, out. or they'll draw yeah. a picture. Yeah. And, You're and like, they do. Oh, but when you need a yeah. piece of paper and a pen, you can't find one anywhere. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, no, you, you can't. So you yeah. got to take care of yourself, right? Like you right. always have that with like your things with you, you're prepared, you're organized, like all of these things we're talking about that you do. It's just like each one is like just this little thing, right? It's just this little thing, but um, without each little piece, like without being organized, without being kind, without like you know, using your own judgment to decide if a situation is good or good or bad or going to work for you, you know, you know, that's when you come back and you're like, you either can say I had a really great trip or it was this one thing after another that felt like it just all went, went wrong. We've had lots of times where it's like things haven't necessarily gone smoothly, but then they've certainly gone memorably and become the best that they could have been. And you're like, yeah, cause I did that. Like, you know, you took you took like the high road and you took like a way to make it work. So right. yeah, it yep. works. Yep. I hear you. So, like, that's the yeah. thing. I mean, you know, you're here, I'm here. Like, so all those bad situations we've had, 
have obviously turned out okay because we, you know, made it out the back end of them. So yeah. Oh, knock on wood um, that that continues. So what else? What else we got? Yeah. Well, I think um going off that a little bit of the of the those experiences challenging what we think and like just like fear. One like tangible story example we have of that is like a moment where like Chris and I are like, are do we just I don't know. Do we make about poor judgment or whatever? You know, we were in Indonesia and we were going to be taking this bus, which was actually just like a 15 passenger van thing. And we're in this like super crowded, like chaotic kind of like everything's dirt, you know, downtown market. And we were just trying and trying to figure out, we usually didn't like to take night buses if we could avoid them, but there was apparently no other option. So we're like, all right, we have to take this, this bus, which was the van. And through all these like questions and things that are going on. And it was just like, be here at 10 PM, be here at 10 PM. And we're just like, okay. So we're just sitting down in this like super busy market, 10 PM. And here, here pulls up this van with two drivers. A lot of times they have two drivers so they can switch on and off two drivers. We're the only ones. And we're like, huh, this is interesting. Why is no one else at this bus? Like whatever. And we kept trying to ask this guy, like, and you know, and we had no reason to not think this was true. Other people had told it, but you know, and so we're like, we're the only two, it's 10 o'clock at night. And here we are, we're getting in this van and we get, you know, we start driving and we're going on. I don't like just these really small dirt roads and bushes are brushing up against the side of the van. And we're just sitting there like, what, what is this it? You know, what have we done? And we couldn't understand anything with the language barrier. And sh- we pull up to this house. It's like in the middle of nowhere, dark, and they stop the van. They beat the horn and out comes running this guy. He throws his luggage in the back of the van, jumps in, says hello. And we start along and we spent like another hour going to like all these houses, picking people up. And we were just like, oh my gosh. We're the only ones that didn't have a house. We couldn't be picked up from the comfort of our own home. Oh and my God. That's why he was telling us that. And it was just like this moment. I'll never forget that moment of being like, you know, some, you just have to sometimes trust your gut and trust the situation and, and, and following that forward more, even when we're getting to the place, cause then you get there at like four in the morning and they're like, where are you going? You really shouldn't get dropped off in downtown, which is like the bus stop. And we were going to the ferry and he's like, you should go to the ferry. Then I'll drive you there. And this is all in like super broken English. And we get to the ferry and it's dark and it looks all scary, quote unquote, even though it was lit up. And so we saw this big field and we're like, we're going to go sit out in the middle of this big field, even though we kept saying very nice, like go there terminal. So we're like, no way we're going out to this big field. So we could see all around us is what we thought. And in the morning, so we're waking up and in the morning, this guy made really nice eye contact. Like, can I come approach you? And we're like, yeah. And he comes over. He's like, why are you sleeping on the grass? And we're like, it looked comfortable. Like just being like, where do I go over there? And he's like, but there's bathrooms and water. And he's like, it's really nice over there. Why didn't you go sleep on the warmer benches inside? <laughs> and sure enough, it was beautiful facility. And we were just like, wow, I guess we could have. And his name was Ronnie and he gave us our phone number. We came back from the Island. He drove us all over, you know? Oh my and God. Yeah. Some of those lessons are just like, you know, like moments aren't always it was just a reminder of me, like my brain started going crazy, which our gut, our instinct keeps us safe. I think it's true too. Like, oh my gosh, is there a bear outside? My, you know, no, yeah. oh, it was, it was just a stick. <laughs> like our brains can spiral out of control so fast and we miss that moment. And 
you know, in that moment, like, I still like wonder what happened, how Ronnie is, you know? Yeah. Uh, Cause it just made such an impact on, on me and, and just people like all over like that. So when we have all these muscle memories or these memories or these muscles rather that we're exercising of, of just looking at the situations more, um, I, th- I think we can be rewarded with seeing more. And I think that's one of like the most powerful things that travel can give us. And then it just, you know, and that just keeps like continuing. So that's always like one of my biggest hopes for people when they travel, whatever that is. I mean, I see that a lot with, you know, those, the main AMC lodges for Gorman and Little Lyford, for instance, people ski into those most of the time, but generally ski into those lodges. And a lot of people coming for the first time are like, I had no idea if I could do this. And then you're like, you can't like, as long as you know, you're like, this is an assessed risk and you, I can tell you, everybody's made it, you know, like the two winners, I was there, like people have done it. And then you're like, yeah, you did it. Like, and you had the things like in case you had a problem, you had some safety gear in your, your bags, you know, you were fine. And, and we knew to look for you, like we knew to expect you. So I think it's just when we take assess risks, when we challenge ourselves in those ways, we can be rewarded with that confidence that grows. And then, you know, just continuing it, just continue it, you know, continue life, continue whatever it is, just being that 1% better. And, and it just, it really does grow. Yeah. And, and little Eifert and, and any of those AMC hats, are, that's a great example of something of like, okay, so, you know, we're talking about taking a 10 passenger van by yourself in the middle of Indonesia in the, in at midnight, that will not be everybody's cup of tea ever. I, you know, there's some people who are like, hell no, my adrenaline is so spiked from just listening to that story. There's no effing way I would ever do that. Okay, fine. (laughs) But you know, that's the whole thing is like, find something that is going to push you out of your comfort zone. And that might even be just like going on a, a moonlight snowshoe at the conservation area down the street from you. Like do, you know, think up, think through something that's going to really make you feel alive and that you've gotten out of your zone. And then think about how you can just do it safely and then just do it. Like, really don't be embarrassed that that's the most adventurous thing you want to do. I mean, it's like everything, all these things are going to make you grow. And, you know, who knows, maybe in 10 years, you will be going to Bali and just like getting on a plane with some random person that you've never met before or whatever, who knows. But I think uh, the place to start is not just staying home because you like, you know, don't all that hemming and hawing, like just find something that's going to light you up and then figure out a way to do it. And it can be as big or as small as you want it to be. And you should just do it. Right. Right. That is absolutely right. Yeah. Uh, on that note, uh, I was like writing down one of my pet peeves, be gracious. You know, one of the things it pains me so much when I am, you know, this can happen anywhere. So if you're internationally traveling, you know, I we're so fortunate. Our U S dollar is stronger in a lot of places. Uh, and I, I hate sitting in a cafe or a hostel or wherever it is. And people just so loudly gloat of like, Oh, this is so cheap. I'll order two or something, you know, and to the person that's serving you and working there, like what you might be ordering or enjoying might be like an entire day of their wages, an entire week of their wages or whatever. And it's just like, I, I, that insensitivity uh, drives me nuts. And I see it in country when, ah, you ever talk to anyone who's done any of the through hiking, you know, the AT, the Pacific crest, whatever. And people talk about some, like, there's almost like, I don't want to necessarily categorize just 
the two there's way more but like there's sometimes um or whatever kind of you could be at planet fitness you could be you know at whatever like the you know and somebody's like oh well i have the arterics you know blah 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 rain jacket superior like thing and i can't believe that you have you know have your i don't know like whatever is not theirs basically is they're gonna like have a way to say it that just almost by default is like in a it puts down like don't do that Ugh. or like oh you're you're section hiking you're not through you know what i mean oh your moonlight hiking at your pond down there as opposed to like an overnight you know uh don't do that just be the encourager and be be like somebody's biggest cheerleader of whether it's somebody you know or somebody you just met you know that's something that i do really take a lot of pride in and enjoy in my roles i've had over the years at vermont state parks or like in maine or anywhere i have been it's just like oh this is like you can just sometimes see like somebody struggling to make a fire at a campground and like wow this might be the first and, and a lot of times when people are struggling like no one wants to feel stupid no one wants to feel like they don't know how to do something and maybe they never grew up making a fire a lot of people have not grown up making fires i can tell you so you know help them like don't have to be like a don't have to make your that's not a situation where you need to make yourself sound better you know no, you can just no. be like hi hi do you like a little help so it's a situation where you should person. stop yeah exactly and um think about the amount of privilege that it took for you to know how to do that or be able to do that yeah. or whatever and not everybody enjoys that privilege obviously so therefore yes be gracious i totally um i totally can no. jam with that, that 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 just that gets me going no matter how yeah. it is yeah so and uh, a good point yeah, about going so. overseas too like going somewhere where there is you know huge economic disparity and the fact that like yeah aren't you you should be grateful that you were just by chance of luck born somewhere where you have all these privileges that other people do not have access to because they weren't born here so therefore you know like yeah yeah and think enjoy that talk, yeah. talk like I mean, I love a good, but I love a good um, deal. I love good value, but you know, I, I, you don't have to flaunt it in front of somebody who maybe just never is going to have that, that same start at least. So just yeah. be aware, be aware yeah. of that. Yeah. Good stuff. So, I was doing some figures like, yes, I love travel hacking. Use things to your advantage. I have gone down the rabbit hole of all these like online cashback apps and stuff. And this last year, just from things I didn't even know, keep learning doing other things. Uh, I've made $1,581 this past year off of just things like fetch rewards, Iboda. Like these are, I had no idea these cashback yeah. apps ever even existed. That's and so interesting because bucks, like, you know, a thousand bucks, that's like that's, something, you know, and, and yeah. what's, what do you, what would you gauge? Like, are any of them just a pain in the ass to set up? So not worth doing or like, that's obviously been part of your learning process. Right. But yeah, um, I'm um, assuming anything you're sticking with was easy enough. And then it's just like, once it's, it's kind of a set it and forget it thing. Right. Once you do it in some cases, you, yeah, sort of, I mean, there's a little, there is a bit of like, you have to be somewhat active, like put some effort in to do it, to get that back. But I mean, just for instance, fetch is like the easiest one. You basically can scan any receipt and it's like so easy. Cause they're, you just 
picture, 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 boop, done, done. I just got another $15 on, um, off of a book I wanted because I was just using that. So it is a habit. So even if you don't do all of them, just picking one, you're like, man, that's 15 bucks. There's another five bucks. Um, yeah, I love the thing you, does, you wrote about, like you found up. somebody else's receipt somewhere and took a picture of it and sent it. And it's like, yeah, yeah somebody's, somebody's littering, <laughs> which I was picking up anyway. I'm going to get paid yep, for this. Right. I love that. <laughs> you know, hey, sh shameless, uh, same, shameless self-promotion is what they say in, in um, some ways, but yeah, you could do that. And I just love finding other people. Like I follow the people that I want to like emulate in a way. And I love seeing sometimes what I just, I love seeing when I find like someone who's just like, I, Hey, I've been wearing this shirt for like 15 years. And I'm like, that's awesome. Like in the world I want to live in, I really hope we, we, we celebrate that more as opposed to like all the new things we get or whatever, for a number of reasons. It's just like the environmental impact, the financial impact, you know, or just attaining your goals. I'm like, okay, you have, you, you're confident in that. That's awesome. I'm happy to celebrate that with you. You know, I'm happy to celebrate things where people are, are act like intentionally doing something to, to get them from point A to point B. Like, that's wonderful. Like, good for you. So I like that. Absolutely. I do too. I'm loving this. So this is all fall. This is all playing into my whole, like being more intentional this year plan. So I'm going to have you send me, well, actually I can pull them off your website. All of the various things that you're using. I'm sure. What else was on the list of stuff we didn't get to last time? I do have another piece of gear under $50. That is oh, my favorite. Nice. Um, awesome. <laughs> throw it out, throw it out. Um, baby. So, so many things, you know, I, I guess I suppose it does warrant mentioning just because the state of the world is still, it is still ah, in flux yeah, with, with, with things. Yeah. So as you travel, just be nice to people, <laughs> um, you know, but no matter where that is and literally even at your grocery store, I look at my poor grocery store. I'm like, I shopped there before the pandemic started. It was always immaculate. I go in there some days and you could just tell it is in chaos and uh, disarray, I should say. And, but yeah. everyone's always still so nice. So just be nice. Yeah. Um, well, on that note too, I think things. if anyone's planning on going to, you know, especially you kind of city dwellers, if you're planning on traveling to a place, you know, in another section in New England or wherever, that's a more, uh, like a smaller community, more rural community, I would really like things like just just think about how much stuff you can bring with you versus like relying on shopping locally there because, oh. you know, people live in those towns and with all of the supply chain inconsistencies, it's sometimes you go in on a busy weekend and like their grocery store has been just completely decimated by people yes. who don't live there. So <clears throat> like really just, you know, it's all what for sure support the local economies, go to restaurants, you know, buy things locally if you can, but when it comes to like basic, you know, things that people need to live, try to bring that with you. Don't, yeah. you know, yeah. I had a one last thing here that yep. I had. Uh, one of our most other like frequently asked kind of questions is like, but what about health in general, health, safety, whatever. Mm -hmm. um, and just, if anybody is like, oh, like, but I'm worried about getting hurt either in the back country abroad or whatever trip you're doing, it comes back to, you will figure it out. But there is, just there is good healthcare almost everywhere. Like, yeah, there's a big difference between if you need open heart surgery, but for most sorts of injuries, the, I mean, I hope the odds are in your favor because truly catastrophic accidents aren't 
that common for most people. Like they are the, the minority of horror stories that happen to people. So sensitively said, because obviously they happen. I, and if they do happen, affected yeah. your family, I'm, I'm sorry if that is the case, yeah, but for sure. I, I say that more from almost 20 years of international travel and always being so worried that like, you know what I mean? I've got good 20 years of like experiences that I went for that I didn't not do because I was afraid something could happen. Yeah. Do you so guys buy my, insurance yeah. before you go on your longer trips? I mean, I, there are, you know, and there's some very reasonable insurance offerings for, you know, the ev evacuation or God forbid anything yeah. terrible happen. You know, it's a couple hundred bucks on top of whatever it is you're spending on the trip, if that, and you can have that added assurance that something is. Yeah. Um, we actually do always buy travel insurance. Uh, boy, it's sort of changed over the years, but I can tell you that world nomads is popular. I actually haven't used them myself. IMG, IMG insurance was a company. I'm not like, I don't have any affiliates or anything with them. They were just one I have used, uh, for a long time and I actually filed a claim. And it went really well. So no problems there. And you know what? This is terrible. This is how long it's been since I've traveled. I can't remember who I used the last time, to be honest. I'd have to actually go look it up. IMG, though, if you are at least, they do a lot of citizens, but I, I, I just know US citizen. If you're going abroad for a long time, they have really good health options for you. And uh, yeah, if you are traveling abroad, um, so just, I, I did write a, a couple of little things. We have been so fortunate, a couple little things so that we have had happen to us I say little, some of these are kind of big, but, but we dealt with them. Everything was okay. We took action. We dealt with them right before one of the most expensive trips we ever took. Uh, Chris ended up having a, we just went in for routine dental cleaning and then realized he needed a root canal. He had a cavity form underneath a filling. So it got, it wasn't detected for years. Um, invest in your health. That was another tip I had somewhere else written down because we pay for dental out of pocket and we had skimped on the x-rays and had we taken x-rays, we would have noticed the cavity underneath the filling. Anyway, I always go to the dentist now. Invest in your health because this was one of the most stressful things we went through, but it worked out. So Chris, and just short here, ended up getting a root canal. We got half of it done in Kenya, Nairobi, Kenya. And then because of the, you have to let it sit and then get the other one done. He ended up getting the second half done in South Africa, like another two months. It was, but we got through it, but you know what? They were phenomenal dentists and I've had a lot of women's health stuff done all around the world and various things. Chris ended up getting bit, unfortunately, by a dog at a Buddhist temple. It was like, it was so bizarre. I was actually in a bathroom and I hear all these dogs barking outside. I'm like, those dogs are pissed. I was like, dang, what is going on? And I come out there and I'm like, what Chris is just like, he bit like oh my husband's getting dog? attacked by a by a pack of angry <laughs> feral dogs. Oh, oh, that's so terrible. Uh, it was just enough to freaking bite, break the skin. Yeah. Anyway, oh, he went through the rabies. Get shots. the rabies thing, and, yeah. But it, it was, and actually in Thailand, it was it was so easy. It ended up being so easy. We actually did though. We ended up getting a second tourist, a month long tourist visa to stay there. We altered our plans. We stayed another month in Thailand. We had like. Of all these other experiences, you know, you figure it out. And we went through the rabies shots and it was, it was not a big deal. Like it was fine. It, it was fine. You know, and I've gone to a random doctor in Singapore when I had a super, I want to go diving suit. We had already pre-booked something for diving and you cannot go scuba diving. If you have head colds and you can't have pressure in your ears, phenomenal care, you know, so you figure it out. Um, I just had to get a hip replacement. <laughs> you figure it out wherever, right. wherever you are. So the, if I had ever let the fear of what could happen stop us, uh, that we would have missed out on a lot of things. So 
That's a good one. That's a good mic drop moment. We could probably end there. So here's my um, ending here that 50 under $50. Oh, right. That's right. Uh, piece I know. Cause beer. you teased it before and, and then you didn't deliver. Okay. Well, yes. What we got. I, I am surprised as these words come out of my mouth that this is what I say, but I love it. And it's well under $50. And I definitely don't think you need to go buy the expensive fans. You do whatever you want. Uh, but I have at least never bought the expensive quote unquote travel, lightweight, fancy umbrella. I just get like a cheapy one and it's fine. I'll tell you though, umbrella poncho combo when you are traveling, I am sold um, after, after spending, cause I always thought like, oh, my rain jacket and my rain pants are the way to go. An umbrella keeps you so much drier. If you're looking at a map, if you're looking at your phone, if you, I'm a, we're photographers, you know, I'm out there, like you're just getting pummeled in rain because in Asia or a lot of other places and us too, when it pours, like it's, yeah, rain yeah you're not saying dry. No yeah. good. And the poncho just keeps your entire backpack dry. So, I mean, truly, I've, if it's like really raining and you're either backcountry traveling and you have just, you got to move that day, like whatever, or you're like, I just got to get to the airport, the bus, whatever. Um, or you just in general have to be out in the world. It's like, I am rain pants, rain jacket, but man, that poncho that covers yep. your backpack, even with a rain pack cover keeps you so dry. And that umbrella, it just significant significantly yep. different and and you will never see any really of these people good. again so who cares what you look like i'm that that's totally my my older daughter it's funny we went skiing earlier in the season um well going, i think it might have been the first time we were out and it was one of those days where the weather was like not good and it wasn't cold so we were getting you know by the end of the day we were getting like pelted with rain it doesn't matter what you have on you're getting completely soaked just sitting there and she said well after we were done because we do have some backpacking ponchos that we almost never use she's like the next time i go i'm bringing my poncho i'm wearing <laughs> she's like huh. and it's like you know it's probably pink still from when she was little but she's like i'm bringing that damn poncho and i'm wearing it over my That's ski about- clothes because this is miserable <laughs> yeah and so, there's yeah. like some other safety you can there's multiple uses for a poncho like in an emergency true emergency situation yeah so yeah 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 it's good yeah so uh, that's it. a good one that is a okay. good one both of those things way cheaper yes yeah i love it i love it i love it, so, love it. all right cool all right tiff well this has been awesome and yeah, well, i'm glad you. we did this but like yeah the fact that you guys got two root canals in africa people would think oh my god i would never do that and you're like well no actually there's a lot of people who like literally fly home to those places to get their medical work done because they know the doctors are just as good and it's way cheaper even with insurance yeah so. well i didn't really get into yeah Ugh. could really kind of get down the rabbit hole of health especially mm. abroad or whatever yeah. um but so many times there's international hospitals and one of the one of the big things i learned uh, was so many people end up going abroad, like, like in Kenya, that guy went abroad to England, I, I believe to study, to get a lot of his training done over there. Like people travel that yes. I had yeah. some women's health done stuff done in Vietnam from a doctor from Switzerland doing his residency in Vietnam. Like the dot, like medical professionals go yeah. everywhere getting like, their, it's just, it's phenomenal. Like there are yeah. so many other really outstanding healthcare options. Yeah. And, and, oh, the doctor in South Africa, we found him because we Googled who, who is the U S consulate embassy dentist in South in Cape town, South Africa. Ooh, and we found smart. Him. Yeah. So you, you know, can yeah. Google, like, if yep. you really are like, have a, a procedure that you're like, oh, how do, how do I vet somebody? Right. You always kind of reference on somebody like that. At least I do. So yeah. Googling the U S consulate doctor is a good way. Yeah. That's so smart to, to find someone. Cause you forget like, um, 
it, it takes leaving the country to realize how much more of a global perspective everyone else has outside of the United States. Like in the United States, yeah. people just like, can't wrap their head around the fact that like, oh yeah, people go to other countries to go to school and do this and do that. And they just like, yeah. look at it in a much more holistic fashion. Yeah. Yeah, that, yeah. But that's smart. That's a good, that's a good tip. The whole Google, like yeah. who takes care of these people. Yeah. Okay, great. They, and- they must be good. Cause you know, that's awesome. Yeah. And, and it's just another example like we figured it out like I didn't ever like necessarily have that thought until I had the need to solve a problem right and, and you're just like what can I do yeah um, okay uh, I did you know well, okay. problem solved oh, Jen, it's, yeah well, it's all right my pleasure. dear yes yeah it was another um, another pleasurable conversation and uh yeah let me um let me get editing all this stuff and then we'll be back in touch and get going. I look forward to it. I'm working my way through all the other podcasts. Um, I love all the people you're interviewing and um, sharing this. So anytime you don't have to do that. I already interviewed you. You don't have to kiss my butt anymore about that. Oh, no, (laughs) no need to suck up, suck up. Um, uh, no, we put each other up. It's praising. And I'm just speaking the truth here because oh, thank you. this is what I do is seek, seek inspiration of people that inspire, like, yeah, make me want to keep going. I'm, don't worry. This is um, self my, from myself here. I try to find people that make me want to do better. And that's what you do. And I'm so glad that we have um, connected. And I really love your perspective too, as you, as you put this out here. So Awesome. Yeah. It's just awesome. Yeah, so keep thank on you. keeping on. Yeah. I know exactly. No, they, and there are, I mean, I was just kidding. There are so many, <laughs> I mean, so many cool women. I mean, I just, I'm like, Oh, you seem cool. I'm going to talk to you. So yes, I, 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 yeah, I don't listen back to them because I can't stand to listen to my own voice, but I love listening to them. Well, except when I'm editing. So I love, but I love listening to them the first time. So that's, uh, that's, <laughs> they get me jazzed every time I come down from a conversation. I told you that my dad, my husband's always like, all right, who's your new best friend? Cause I'm like, Oh my God. <laughs> that's a Chris say. he's um, like oh you're talking to Jen again like, yes. <laughs> great. Oh, I'm man. so glad to meet you I'm yeah so no it'll be fun and so. god god willing we'll get past COVID and someday we'll actually meet in person because I love coming to yeah so yeah, all right yeah, cool yeah. great all right we'll talk we'll to you take soon take care Jen we'll talk yeah, later so, bye-bye have right. a good day yeah, bye Who else is ready to expand their horizons this year? Make sure that passport is up to date just in case. Lots of great links in the show notes. I've also linked directly to Tiffany's travel-oriented site, vagabondway.net, where she's got a zillion more resources and articles that will help you save money and scratch your adventure travel itch, whether your adventure is to the other side of the world or the other side of the neighborhood. You can also subscribe to the Vagabond Way YouTube channel or follow Tiffany at Vagabond Way Tiffany on Instagram to live vicariously through her until you're ready to venture out yourself. Before we go, special thanks to our founding sponsor, Evans Notch Lodge, speaking of travel, and our new partner, FindingGranite.com. If you're a small business owner or solopreneur or side hustler with an online presence, you should absolutely check out the Finding Granite digital marketing blog for practical advice without the BS jargon that will get you the results you need. Head to FindingGranite.com, sign up, and start getting smarter about your digital presence today. And that is all, my friends. Until next week. Keep it wild.